Hey, hey, hey. This is your boy Leo Lakeworth on Boys in the Burbs, sitting here with two of my best friends. Jay in the house. What up, what up, what up, man? Straight out of and DC. Well, straight out of DC and C Dell on the line. Right, C Dell, right out of ATL. Yeah, yeah. So um I'm glad we, we got to get this together, man, because finally, we, man. How long have we been trying to do this? About forty two months. Damn it, man. This is like ridiculous. <laughs> we have been talking about this since before COVID. We we've been talking about this since way before COVID, right? Yeah, yeah. Well you have you have like two yours. years ago. Yeah, two you years have, ago we probably had thought about it. You have yours, which is the average brother. No. And and oh I'm sorry, yes, man. It is. Yes, it is, yes it is. My fault, my fault. Yes, it's the average bro show, which is my podcast. Yeah, um, also thank you. on Stitcher. Okay, yes. man. I do my okay. research. Yeah, you're right. Right. <laughs> You know how we are them government names, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So uh and then I got my show, Leo Lakeworth, but that was born from us talking about doing this. But the fact is, is the three of us need one place that we all can come together. So we call it the boys and the burbs because we all went to college together. I, I've, I've known Cedell for many years. Uh, Jay, uh, we met you in college and became best of friends in college. And we graduated about how many years ago now? Somebody Way too quick. long. Way too long ago. Long time. Long We're time. Very old. We're very old. Right. Point of right. reference. Uh, we, we, uh, Late forties, everybody, right? We're there you go. Yep. Yeah, I got, a, birth, I got a birthday tomorrow. I got a birthday. Damn tomorrow it! Are you too. for real? Uh-huh. Oh, I well. did not know this all these years. My birthday is on Saturday. Really? Yeah. Okay. How about that, man? Look How do we that. not know some... this? Man. You all celebrated my twenty-first birthday with me. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. It was like a my, my mom did this like ridiculous, uh, like a surprise party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Just kidding. so I did know you. I did know your birthday was a uh, well, Good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right. Uh, so we we've come together on the boards and the burbs, and I'm I'm happy we get to talk about subjects. So I'm gonna run down a list of things we got to talk about today. Is that cool? Absolutely. All right. All right. <laughs> so first, we're gonna talk about John Lewis, a civil rights icon. Second, we're gonna get into your bur- your boy. Herman Cain, Herman, Herman, Herman. We're gonna get into nine, Herman nine, Cain. Nine. Nine, All right, nine. we're gonna get into. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna talk about how Trump is threatening the uh, to uh, delay the election, and among other things. Then we're gonna kind of switch topics a little bit. We're gonna talk about the NBA bubble and how good them damn wings must be. They gotta be that good. They gotta be that good. We're gonna talk be- about life in COVID because you know we're we're all professional men now, but we're stuck in the house. Then we're gonna have we're gonna end it with story time because Jay, I know you got a story. Oh, I got a story to tell, brother. And we want to hear. Never heard this. One, so. No, we, no, we never heard this one. We never heard this one. So I'm excited to hear that. All right. No doubt. All right. No doubt. All right. Cool. So John Lewis, John hmm. Lewis, right? I'll give you my my thoughts here, really quick. Um, civil rights icon, but the gumption you have to have at such a young age to fight for equality uh, in the land that you live. I, I talk I talk with my wife about this because she's from another country, right? And so I've had to kind of teach her about the history of racism here in the United States. And a lot of things aren't solved by just moving from a place. Because where I live right now in Southwest Florida, it is not that diverse and you know the solution for some people is just get up and move but none of us grew up with that type of notion our notion is I'm going to stay where I am if you don't like it then you move but this is my home this is where I'm staying I don't care if there's racism right down the street I'm not leaving I'm going to fight back and that's what that's what uh, John Lewis did um, at a very young age throughout his entire life and uh i mean we're, we we lost the icon today we lost the icon today what's what's jay what's your what's your feedback on 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 uh today man you know man um I, i'll be honest i did not get to watch much of the funeral day because you know i mean you know we gotta work um yeah, but yeah. I, I caught a little bit of it later man and i, I just gotta say I, I really and this is this is off topic so i do apologize i, I really appreciated that the three presidents were there. 
Um, Jimmy Carter couldn't make it himself, so he like sent, I guess, a statement or whatever. Right. And um, I just think overall, man, you know, I, I really appreciate obviously everything that, that John Lewis has done. Um, and just, I mean, think about it, man. This guy basically had his head busted wide open. Like, you know, that him being damn near murdered by police on television was the nexus of a lot of these changes in civil rights that we are reaping the benefits for today. Um, so I, I, it's funny, like, if you look at the flashpoint in terms of, of that and people seeing that on national television, you know, because bear in mind, people had like five channels back then. So you couldn't avoid, you know, the six o'clock news. And, and that that visual of him getting hit in the head and battered by those police, you know, with uh, with those batons, man, that changed people's, you know, that 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 changed people's hearts. It really did. And I think if you if you flash forward to where we're at right now, you know, in 2020 and the whole George Floyd thing, um, you know, we, we talked, you know, here on this podcast before about, you know, whether this is a movement or just a moment. And um, I would like to think that we're seeing a similar shift in terms of just public consciousness right now. I'm right. sorry to get all, you know, whatever no, on. No, 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 no. I, I just, again, man, I, I, you know, people like that are not made anymore. They're really not. And I, I no. really appreciate, you know, everything that, that he as well as other, the other civil rights leaders. Um, C.T. Vivian was a guy who also died last week. Um, he was yep. a very big civil rights leader as yep. well. You know, his death was overshadowed a little bit by John Lewis. But um, again, man, these these are people. They're not just men either. I mean, there are, there are women who were part of the movement as well, um, you know, who made it possible for us to sit right here, you know, 40, 50 years later and do a freaking podcast because, again, they, they you know, they really sacrificed things, man, for our freedom. Man. And I'm hoping that that's what we're going to see out of, out of this current generation as well. I hope so, too, man. I hope so, too. I, I yeah. see some... I see some promise. See that? What's your What's your thoughts, man? What's your thoughts? Yeah, uh, actually, I actually watched the uh, processional where he where they marched him over the uh, Edmund Pettus Bridge. The Pettus Bridge, yeah. And I watched that on Sunday, and I, you know, I'm sitting there looking at it, and uh, I was almost actually kind of brought to tears because all of those men are pretty much our father's age, right? right That's right. that era. Yeah. And and the things that these men had to go through to just survive. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh man, it's so hard. You know, I gotta, I got two kids. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. But I'm, I'm not, I'm not facing that type of um, uh, oppression. And because of the things that you know these individuals, you know, have gone through, um, I'm again reaping the benefits of those things. And it's been. Uh, like I said, it was a little bit emotional just watching him and just seeing that, you know, he probably never would have thought that, you know, from the day that he was, you know, there on the, the first time over that bridge to today, um, you know, the things that, you know, this country is has gone through. You know, you obviously there's been some some negative things that are still going through, but the changes between now and then are pretty monumental. I'm kind of excited to see the changes that will happen between now and let's say 60 years from now, you know, I'm not sure I'll still be around by then, but it seems like the types of um, the type of country that our, you know, our kids will have will be phenomenal. I mean, it, I hope so. They just, yeah. well, I mean, even when we interact, when I talk to uh, my boys or whatever, you know, they're, Obviously, they don't see that kind of um, they don't have that kind of an experience, which is great. Right. And I'm thinking, yeah, maybe they won't see they'll probably still see some of the, you know, uh, ramifications of of racism and those types of things. But it it seems like it will get better. But, you know, and you're looking at it like it took 400 years to get to this point. You know, obviously, it's not going to change overnight, but you can definitely see some changes happening and that just you know seeing john you know john lewis and his story and you know some of the other items that you know he went through you know was pretty moving especially today and yesterday um i guess not moved enough to where i could go see him lying in state but uh right. <laughs> I did. it was fairly moving right 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 listen um i i we we all you know just by our age you know uh our parents in their age we 
by proxy felt their struggle, right? Yep. Um, and and lived to see. I remember uh, when, but so both my parents uh, worked for IBM, and when we lived in Connecticut, and we were building a house, uh, we were the only black family in that neighborhood, and the Ku Klux Klan burned a cross in our yard. Wow. Right. And, um, you know, we still moved in, man. And, and to me, I remember my dad, uh, we were, we were on this, it was dark and we were on the second floor of the, of the house and it was still had its frame. So it with the walls weren't even up yet. So my, my dad was kind of taking me through and, and just, you know, uh, inspecting the house and then the, it lit up and then these guys drove off. And my dad just sat there and just, you know, told me that was just a symbol of hatred and they don't want us living here and we're not going to leave. And so that's what's inside my blood. That's what's inside me. So when I look at John Lewis and his life, that's why I was talking about that. You know, like you, we just don't pick up and leave, man. You know, we, we fight for what's right. And, and no matter where we live, uh, if the Ku Klux Klan is across the street, I'm not going to run. I'm going to stay right where I am. You know, I have as much right to freedom and the right to be a human being is they do. And I invite them to the cookout, though. I'm sorry. No, I ain't gonna invite them to the cookout. <laughs> I, mean, I might throw a chicken bone in their damn yard. <laughs> right? Hey, listen, you know, uh, on a lighter note, I'm though, sorry, man. Y'all. We're getting too deep, man. Yeah, I know, I know. But on, on a lighter note, though, check this out. Check this out. Did anybody kind of oh. have a feeling of. Damn, I mean, it's the where we are is so bad right now that when oh, Bush man. was talking, I was like, God, man, I would take Bush. I think that's what I was hitting at <laughs> earlier. Just, you know, the fact that these these three presidents and again, a guy who was 90 plus years old who, who couldn't make it because he couldn't go in there because of his health. Right. You know, he still sent a freaking statement. Right. Whereas you had the president and I, I, we're going to get into Trump in a minute, man. But again, yeah, yeah. it just. It just shows where we're at as a country, man. It like does. you said, I mean, George Bush is not this awesome person, but you look at him now, and you know, like that, he wasn't really all that bad. <laughs> where we're at right now, you know, if, if you look at it in retrospect, man. exactly. I know the sad part is he was that bad. He was. That he was that bad. He absolutely <laughs> was that bad. He was terrible. I tell, he was terrible. I tell people all the time. I'm like, listen. He was so bad, they elected a black dude named That's Barack Hussein Obama. That's how bad he was. You know what I mean? White people are like, man, I'm going to take my chances on this black I'll guy. I'll take my chances on the black guy with a Muslim name. <laughs> with the like, Muslim name. That's how bad he was. You know? He was that bad. Jesus. <laughs> but listen, listen. So, so John Lewis, icon, and let's go to the Pizza King. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Herman, Herman, Herman. So let me go ahead and say this, man. Let me say this. You know, I, I made the mistake of going online today when I saw that, you know, he had died. And, uh, I go on Twitter, which I, I will go ahead and admit, man, is something I probably need to not do as much as. That's but right, I just Mr. like Trump. reading comments. That's right, I, I'm Trump. sorry. I just like seeing people's comments. And Jesus Christ, man, I'm not saying I'm happy. That I, the guy was not a great person. I can go ahead on record and say that. He said some problematic stuff. Remember, he was one, he was one of the people saying Obama was born in Kenya. So, mm-hmm. but with all that said, my God, like people are acting like they're happy, like they're happy and they're like, he's at the pizza parlor in hell. Oh, like, no. Yes, I saw that. And I'm like, look, man, this is, this is somebody's this somebody's, Yeah. This is somebody's yeah. grandpa. Like, exactly. and, and again, man, I, I guess I want to look at it in terms of this, because, you know, again, if, if we talk about Herman King, we're going to go down the rabbit hole with all the jokes and, you know, he had the woman that he was supporting and he's the pizza king and all. I don't want to do that. I, I want to look yeah, at it. Yeah, I was going to do that. So go ahead. You do it. You, you, <laughs> I want to look at it slowly. You keep us on the high road. You know, this, this, this lack of decorum when people die because they're somebody that you didn't like or they're on a team that you didn't like. And again, we're talking about teams. I'm talking about Democrat versus Republican. Um, I'm not happy to see that. And I also admit my bias. Herman King kind of looks like my grandfather. So when I look mm. at him, even when he was running and he was being this joke and this menstrual show, I still could only get so sick. So upset with him. And again, that's me admitting my bias, but I just don't like this whole thing where somebody dies and everybody's just like, that's what your ass get for going to that Trump rally. Which is true. Like, yeah. that is true. That's what, what you get. 
It's true. And, and he was one of the people out there saying that, you know, COVID was not a real thing and don't wear a mask and it's a sham. All of that's true. But with all that said, man, I just think when somebody is dead, and, and here's where I'm going to con- contradict myself, because if it was some other people, I might be less forgiving. But I, I just think, man, I don't like this whole thing. When someone is dead, that people just, again, just trivialize the person. Again, man, piece of parlor in hell. Like, why is that? Why would anybody think to put that out? Be- um, well, I, I kind of understand why they would do that, because the you got to think of where he started, right? I mean, didn't he go to Morehouse? Yeah, he went to Morehouse. He did go to Morehouse, yeah. Right. That, so how did you go it. from Morehouse <laughs> to that? But, right? but hold on, brother. There, there's 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 several prominent Republicans that went yeah, to Morehouse, man. That is quite true. You know? Everybody how many Morehouse, do you know? Uh, uh, several. Okay. Several, meaning more than one. Right. More than one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, you know, I didn't like, say 50. Right. Yeah, it was like 13 of them. Okay. So how can you have Samuel Jackson and you have Spike Lee and you got Herman Cain? It just don't seem to go together. Not to mention Herman Cain is the same age as uh, John Lewis. So how do you go from from this or similar? They're about five years apart. How do you go from that? Like, how did your how did your life of turns and whatever get you to that uh, point I, I, to where you would die for this well, dude well i'll, tell you, I'll tell you i'll go tell ahead, you i will tell you there's two different men there there's a man a young man that fought for civil rights walked across a bridge almost died fighting for the rights of people and another man who decided to go into the corporate world and focus on becoming financially successful? Two right. different men. That's that's the road that that's the path that they took. That's mm-hmm. very true. Herman Cain, you know, Fed Reserve, Godfather's Pizza, what Pillsbury. I mean, again, he, he had a, a decorated corporate career before he decided to run for president. Um, I, I don't know, man. Again, I, I just I, I get what y'all are saying, and I, I understand, man. It's not like we just want to make people a saint when they die or overlook the stuff they did as well. And again, I admit my bias because I, I you know, I, I, I probably look at him differently than I would some other politicians who, if they got it and died, I might be a little bit different in terms of, I wouldn't say anybody should go to the pizza parlor in hell, but I might look at them a little bit differently. But, but still, man, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't like that. I don't. I do not like that. I do not like it. I don't. I, I can't. I can't. I mean, I can't. Right there, man. I, yeah, I can't argue with you. I think Cedell probably wouldn't. Well, I mean, we we understand people's biases and people's anger and and people right. can't forget where he what he did. But the fact is, when when John McCain uh, died, I I didn't think that. You know, I, I didn't. Ha- you know, I I thought it, thought of him as a a. Uh, man of moral uh compass and you know i left it at that yeah but you know what let's let's get back to it though some of this is this is what the hell you get right you're gonna be the devil on the other show come on man i mean like (laughs) so this is when you know this is what the hell you get like you know like when your mom's hey don't touch that iron and you touch the iron you're like "Mm, that's what the hell you get told you not to touch that iron yeah. So yeah. you out here, you know, <clears throat> gallivanting with the with I don't want to say the other side or whatever it is, but I mean like you believe in so much in you know these I don't call them myths or untruths or whatever that mm-hmm. you're willing to just go in blindly against the advice of those that you should be considering your counsel of your peers. Mm-hmm. And just go in and and die. and die. do these items. You know what I mean? Do these literally, things. He literally died for Donald Trump. That might be the first time that that sentence has ever been uttered. Right. He literally died. He literally gave up his life for Donald Trump. And here's the funny thing, man. You know how long it took Trump today to even acknowledge that the man had been dead. I think that man died at like ten this morning. I don't think Trump even tweeted or said anything about it until like three o'clock. Wow. So, you gave yeah. up your life for somebody who honestly could not care less. Exactly. 
Exactly. And, and, and again, man, I feel bad for the brother. I'm going to say that because, again, he still, he, yes, he may have done or had some very misguided parts of his life in terms of some stuff he said and did publicly, but he still leaves behind black children, black white men, black grandchildren. Right. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to sit here and dunk on that. I will not. I'm not going to stand for that, man. I'm sorry. That's right. All right, Jay, we're going to leave, we're gonna leave that with you. I think we are all leave in agreement. We might not agree with his views and some of his policies that he wanted to put in place, but we can all agree that America lost a restaurant titan. And we'll yes, leave it there. He's at the Godfather's Pizza in the Sky. There you go. <laughs> uh, I didn't mean to Godfather, laugh. Sorry. Godfather's Pizza was trash. And we all, it like, is. everyone agree on that? It is. It is. It's terrible. Do they even exist anymore? I hope not. I think it got bought out. <laughs> it's, it's right above DiGiorno, maybe. Oh, oh, damn. Yeah. I don't know if it's that bad. Well, yeah, right. true. All right, all right, all right. So listen, <laughs> listen, listen. So he was at the rally of Donald Trump, right? Yep. And uh, Donald Trump and now front row, front row, and Donald with in the congregation full of us. And Donald Trump has recently sent out some tweets where he's talking. I mean, he's talking about a lot of ish. Uh, through his tweets. One of the things he talked about was delaying the election. He was talking about uh, mail-in ballots not being, you know, viable. I just, those aren't the words he used, but he doesn't believe in, he believes it's going to cause uh, a lot of fraud. Like, you know, it's, it's the worst thing to him is a mail-in ballot, right? Uh, but not absentee, apparently, right? Um, so what, what, what are your thoughts, Cedell, on on his tweets? Do you, it, I'll start with this first question. Do you think he's going to leave office? Because he talked about that. And then secondly, him threatening to delay the election. Cedell, what's your thoughts? Well, first of all, yeah, it, when when he loses, oh, he's going to get up out of there. That that just that's that's gonna happen, okay. How long, how long is that gonna take though? They, they, oh, January ninth, oh, right? The, the day that he's, you know, when they come and when they put the eviction notice on there, yeah, you're gonna have to come up out of there, okay? He's sick gonna be on the front lawn. That's right. We gonna <laughs> he getting evicted, okay? We putting the notice on the door. I think I had two pieces of wood on the front door. <laughs> notice of eviction. Yeah, you're gonna have to get up out of there. So I'm not really worried about that part. Delaying the election. Why would we delay the election? It's your. It, it's there's as great as this country is and can be. That's something that we can just figure out. All right. So. Uh, People as far as war, as far, people have voted through natural disasters. Right, like, that's what they say. Yeah, you know, we've voted through pandemics before. Right, like, right. It, it, it's just, it's just posture, man. You know, it's what we're saying. And then, that? and 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 I can't really. I'm not really worried about that. I'm worried about going back to John Lewis. Can I get more than you know, fifty-one percent of our people out there to vote? That that that's more, you know, dear to my heart. And if that means that you can actually do a mail-in ballot and that might get more people to vote, then I'm all for it. Gotcha. All right. There you go. There you go. There you go. Jay, what's your thoughts, man? First, first is dude gonna get up out of there, and then second, uh, is it, what what are your thoughts about him delaying the election? Well, I want to say this one. I don't think he's able to delay the election. Like, I think Congress has to do that. And Congress is controlled by the Democrats. So that, that's not going to happen. The other thing that I think actually could happen, though, is let's just say, let's just say that the results are close. Let's just say he loses, but by a reasonable margin. And in certain districts or precincts or, or I guess, uh, you know, whatever you call it, that he won by a razor, you know, thin margin the other time, he loses by a razor thin margin. He could he could legitimately say, look, you all need to recount some of these because I think I don't know, make up whatever excuse. You you could say mail in ballots, you know, and, and he could legitimately say that. He could legitimately hold things up for a while. Now the question is how long can he do it? Because here's the interesting thing that everybody doesn't know. 
if the if the presidential election has not been decided by January 30th, guess who becomes president? Vice president? Speaker of the House. So you would then oh. have a president, Nancy <laughs> Pelosi, which I think would drive a lot of fucking people crazy as well. So mm. I'm gonna say this, man. Is, is it possible he could just make us think about this? Yeah. I I, I do think, however, that he's gonna lose by a, a wide enough margin that he can't really play that whole, you know, I cheated. Um because I think his thing always is either I won or you cheated. Um, right. I don't think he's going to be able to pull that one off this time. I don't. I, I think, you know, if you look at the polls right now, and I know polls don't count for much of anything, um, you know, three months ahead of time, but I, I just don't see any scenario in which he does that. And, mm. and like Cordell said, I'm, oh my goodness, uh, I'll bleep that later. Um, like Cedell said, um, you know, they will find a way. Uh, you know, the military will get him up out of there if it really comes down to that. He, he can't just stay in the building because he wants to. Right. They will right. Be yeah, they'll, they'll get him up out of there. So. All right. So, Cedell says, and, and Jay says, both of y'all say that he's getting up out of there and that's it. He ain't yeah, staying there. So, right, right, right. So, speaking of sticking around, <laughs> right, uh, we got. NBA bubble. We're gonna take a we're, we're changing speed a little bit here. You are killing it with these segues, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, damn, I'm ready to fight. Now right. you're talking about speaking of NBA yeah, bubbles. Right. Let me get back to this. <laughs> I'm <laughs> missing the NBA that's on TV right now. So I'm looking at my I'm looking at my son, and he's looking at me like, really? You know, I mean, we've been waiting in this house for some sports. And one day that some real sports show up, you get on the phone call, the little buddies. Yeah, oh, it's all good, man. It's all good, but 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 listen. So so there will be more basketball. The the bubble. I, I we got the NBA bubble. The dudes aren't supposed to be dipping out. Oh hey, real quick, man. Uh, I'm going to the I'm going to the game tomorrow night. So I will be at the Wizards and Phoenix Suns game tomorrow four o'clock. You know how they had that ridiculous video. Board okay, Herman Cain. No, 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 I'm serious. Like, the, you know what I'm talking about? The, have you seen, like, the, if you watch, like, the game so far, you see they had a fanboy, like, the virtual fan thing. Have you all seen this? Oh, you're talking about where you, uh... Yeah, it's like on. a little Skype thing where the people are in the seat, yeah. but it makes it look like they're in the seat. So I I, I got a, you know, we, we go to the Wizards games. I guess I'm giving up my location. And, uh, yeah, they just That's invited right. people who come to games this year to, to sign up for the virtual ticket. So, yeah. Four o'clock tomorrow, man. Uh, watch me, watch my uh, favorite team get blown out. That's actually kind of cool. <laughs> That's actually kind of. Cool. I think it's kind of cool. I, I think I, we'll see how. I mean, it looks a little corny, or it's a little quirky in terms of how it looks on TV. But apparently, if you're part of the you know virtual thing, because it's like Microsoft Teams, like you you log into Microsoft Teams and then it makes you look like you're in a seat. And um, I don't know, man. So we'll see tomorrow, four o'clock Eastern. Yeah, look for me. I'll be there with probably hundred other people. <laughs> what channel is that on? <laughs> Uh, I think it's on NBA TV. All right, yeah. let me let me let me yeah, rein. I know that's like the games nobody wants to watch, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> let me let me rein y'all brothers in, man. Let me rein y'all brothers in. All right, okay. rein, so, rein, so rein. we we went we went from Trump not wanting to leave to your boy in the NBA bubble wanting to leave. All right, Lou He wants to get some some wings. What was your boy's name again? Lou Williams. Lou, Lou Williams. Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so now listen. Um, <clears throat> There was a strip club in Miami many, many moons ago where they served really good steak on Thursdays. And that, and that was the spot that a lot of people went to eat. Men and women went to eat the steak. They actually had a buffet, right? But you had the steak and then the buffet had everything else. And so I get it. You know, there's food at strip clubs. There's a, you know, there's restaurants at strip clubs, and they might have good food. But have y'all ever had those wings? I, 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 I mean, listen. Are we talking about wings at, at a gentleman's establishment? Is that is that what we're talking about right now? Are we just talking, oh, about, talking, talking about, about specifically the wings, Magic the City wings? City, because apparently them things is bomb. Because because dude, enough that, to risk what's your a, entire career? What did, what was this fine? One hundred fifty thousand dollars? Something like that. I mean, that's chump change. That, that's like you losing thirty. So, but still, the fact uh, is, he left the bubble to go get chicken wings. So, I don't. What's know. your thoughts uh, on that, Jay? What what you what you thinking, man? Um, uh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna test Rogers to see them on this one. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I mean, at this point, it's the hundred fifty thousand dollars or the fine. I guess he didn't know that there was gonna be a fine, right? Let's leave that part out. So the the fact that he got the wings from I sound like that guy from Minister Society. So you got the wings <laughs> at eight o'clock PM. Eight o'clock, right? So are you sure you got them at eight o'clock? You see, that's where you done fucked up, right? You know you done fucked up, right? You got the wings at nine o'clock, right? right. So that's where you messed up. My 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 question is, if he had gotten the wings from I don't know Winghaven, would it have made any difference? You know, I call in my order. When I get there, the the wings are available. All right, I walk in, I've paid in advance, I get my wings, and I leave. All right. So is it because he went to a strip club and got the wings or is it he actually left the bubble and anything outside of the bubble would have caused this particular uh, action? I I think instead he went to a strip club. Now, he did have a legitimate reason for excuse. He had a legitimate excuse for leaving the bubble, which was apparently he went to Atlanta because a family friend had died. So after he went to the wake or the, the funeral or whatever, he decided to go to Magic City to get these wings. Now, again, I don't like living. I'm probably the only black person in America that does not see what's so great about lemon pepper wings. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out. Um, I'm just going to say, I, I don't get it. I do not what's get wrong it. with you, Herman Cain? Don't do that, man. Don't do that. No. I, I, <laughs> but had he just gone to Wingstop, I don't think anybody would have cared. The thing is that he got caught. At, we all know how he got caught, right? No. Somebody was on somebody who was there with him put it on Snapchat. That's how he got caught. So if he had gone to Wingstop and got caught the same way, I don't think that it would have been as bad. Now, add to the fact that he's out there in the middle of a pandemic, leaving his team behind, allegedly to go to a funeral, and then he gets started at a strip club. That is what makes it bad. That's what looks bad here. Hey, what if, what if he was like, uh, can I door dash wings for Magic City? Can you do that? I'm assuming you can do that, right? <laughs> you could. I would, I bet, uh, you hey, you man, do let me tell you something. Wings for Magic City. <laughs> does, does, does Magic City do uh, com, com, what's that? Contactless delivery? <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something. <laughs> Contactless delivery. Wouldn't you love to be the door dash guy for this one? Like, really? <laughs> I'm supposed to get this? That would be that, yeah, yeah. Hey man, I really appreciate. Oh yeah, I go pick that one up. Oh yeah, <laughs> I got that one. Okay, so I, I think what we're all saying is nobody knows personally about the wings at this establishment. No, I, so I don't know about the wings. We're not gonna go on record and say that we know. Um, <laughs> right. But I, right. I'll just say again, no. I'm sorry, man. No wings are that good. No wings are that good. No, no, man. None whatsoever. You're a millionaire. You can send somebody there to pick it up for you. Like you can literally pay somebody you find on the street a hundred dollars to walk in there and bring the food back out. You could have paid somebody one hundred fifty thousand dollars to go get you your daggum wings. Right. You could have paid a stripper to bring you the chicken. Right. You could have done so many other things, but he chose the worst possible thing, and then he got caught on Snapchat again. Man, it looks bad. Um, I'm gonna tell you where it actually goes bad. It it's kind of like, you know, hey, man, I call in to work like, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm not feeling good. All right. <laughs> then the next thing you know, I see you at the, you know, baseball game with a hot dog doing the wave, you know, cheering on your team. And I'm your boss. And I'm sitting there like, I thought you said you were sick. Exactly. Like what happened? So the same thing here. Like I thought you was going to a funeral. Like you're supposed to be somber. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to right, be like, man, right. I'm taking an excuse, Edmonds, and I'm going to grieve. Oh, you really grieving, huh? He, he is is pulling, that he, what you're doing? He was pulling a Ferris Bueller. Let me ask you this: If you're his teammate, if you're his teammates, because bear in mind, you know he probably hurts them by he can't play tonight. If I understand it right, the Lakers are getting ready to play the Clippers any minute now. I don't think he's eligible to play. Because he's still in quarantine, so he's hurting his team also. Um, how do you think if, if you're his teammate, you're sitting there in the bubble, bored to death, you're tired of being in Disneyland and fishing every day, and this guy goes out, goes to a strip club by using a funeral as the cover, and is eating chicken wings? How do you feel if you're his teammate? Uh, if, if you're Paul George, 
or Kawhi Leonard, and Kawhi Leonard, I know, probably has no human emotions. But if you're one of those guys and you're dependent on this guy to help you win a championship, how do you feel about his dedication to the team? It's Leo here, man. I'm gonna tell you. Tell me. I'd be, uh, I'd be, a, I'd be slightly perturbed at that, you know, because I'm like, man, man, again, the wings were that good. I'd be, no, I no, hit no. Him Listen, I don't want to be a hater. I know I sound like I'm being a hater. Uh, but I'm yes. like, dang, man. Like, like, I, I, you can't figure out any other way to get your wings, man. You can't wait. Hey, man. They're, they're lined up waiting. Wherever you're going to get at the strip club is lined up waiting for you when we get done with this. You can't just wait. You know what I'm saying? First of all, if I'm Lou Williams, I'm telling you, you just, you can't believe everything you hear in the media. Okay. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. And you can't believe this everything news, that you hear. News. First of all, <laughs> I went to Magic City and got some wings. That's all that you need to know. Per. Okay. Right. You know. I mean, bruh. I went down there, got me some wings. Some other stuff jumped off. I, I missed out on my window of opportunity. That's all that happened. Okay. I got caught. You know. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> All right. You know, if I didn't get caught, you we wouldn't be talking right now. But I did. That's very true. And, and that's it. So I'm this I'm gonna serve this suspension or whatever this is, or I'm in quarantine or whatever. Y'all get out there and ball out, and when it's time for me to join, I'm gonna get back on the team. That's it. <laughs> that's All the end right. of the story. So apparently they do need him to win the championship. Let's be clear about that. He's very good. He's a six man of the year, what, every year, right? Like he, he's that good. He's that good. Uh, also has two girlfriends. I don't know if you all remember that from the whole Drake song a few years ago. Uh, no. Oh no! It's like Lil Will, no. That'd be okay. an no. It's a whole thing. You, you're gonna be you're gonna be our our yes, resident. He's, he's, uh, he's polyamorous. That is a real thing. If you have money, so yeah. Okay, so again, <laughs> me going. Let's going back to talking about this situation. I'm, I'm I'm one of his teammates. I'm not talking about how you ended up in, going to get wings. I'm like, how did you get this other thing going, bruh? That's a whole nother <laughs> right, That's a whole nother subject. So, I mean, this time. dude is obviously on a different plane than I am. So, what I'm going to do is just get out here and shoot the ball, and then when he comes up, then I'm going to pass to him and let him shoot the ball. And that's going to be it, and we're just going to keep on going. And he's very good at shooting the ball. Pause. <laughs> Yeah. All right, man. All right. So listen, so listen. We all agree that the wings are good, apparently. And we'll leave it at that. Now. We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. We'll <laughs> never know. We'll just we'll go off of Lou Williams and his hundred fifty thousand dollar fines and just figure out that them wings are damn good. So listen, life in COVID, because we've been locked up too, you know, to an extent. All right. But life in COVID. Let me tell you this, man. I was at the grocery store the other day. And where I live, <clears throat> there's a lot of, for some time now, there were a lot of white folk who mm-hmm. weren't wearing masks because they felt, you know, number one, they didn't care. But number two, there was some that felt it was their freedom to not wear a mask, et cetera, et cetera, right? Then the CEO of one of the major hospital systems here announced that we're getting close to capacity. We need people to start wearing their masks. And people equate testing to increased number of cases. That's not the case. Testing does not make people sick. COVID makes people sick. So testing, yes, gives the diagnosis of COVID to a lot more people, but that's not going to, that has no effect on the people that show up to the hospital and end up getting admitted, okay? But either way, uh, I was in the grocery store the other day expecting to see people running around without masks. Every white person I saw in that grocery store had on a mask, Okay, I said, man, this is, and I'm in the, I'm in the country part. Of, I'm at, I'm at the country grocery store too. 
All right. I'm not at the uppity one. I'm at the country grocery store and they all had on masks. Right. And I'm like, dang, man. But, you know, the three people I saw that didn't have masks on black folks, black folk, man, this this one sister had tattoos all up and down her legs, arms, fake eyelashes, talking loud on the phone all over the, the, the daggum deli section. I'm like, are you serious, man? Like, like, like they're they they're not wearing their mask because of freedom. Why aren't you wearing your mask? You know what I'm saying? They're they're abundant. You can find masks everywhere now. Why are you not wearing your mask? I don't get it, man. I just don't get it. What 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 are your thoughts on 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 life in COVID now? What's your what's your what's your thoughts? Cedar, you want to run that one? Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, I'm starting to see that people are starting to not care necessarily politically because the politics don't determine whether you die or not. Right. So uh-huh. I'm like, look, whether I'm a, a Democrat or a Republican, when that number goes to, you know, 200,000 or how many ever deaths there are, it's not, it's not picking which side you want to be on. So we're going to start listening to science at this point. And 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 let's let's actually think about it. Let's suppose Pete. Let's suppose science is, was wrong on the masks. You know, they're just you know they're just wrong. The masks don't really do anything. If that's the case, even if that's the case, it doesn't hurt you. Wearing the mask doesn't hurt you. So, you know, would you rather just wear the mask and not you know whether it hurts you or not, or just not wear the mask and be wrong? So. Mm. These individuals are just wanting to, uh, you know, follow the science, right? Mm-hmm. And and now now it's become kind of, um, you know, the I guess acceptable because at first it was like, no, I'm not wearing a mask because I'm I'm an American and I can do whatever I want to do. Then people started dying, and they're like, well, let me pay attention to what is happening here, and let me start wearing this mask. But then, you know, inside COVID, you know. Um, we're sitting here and we're, you know, sitting in a house and all this kind of stuff. We're also thinking, man, how long can I do this? Yeah. I didn't think I could last this long. I was like, man, I can, by the time May comes, I'm going to be stir crazy. Now mm-hmm. it's July and I'm thinking, I'm not, we're going to be in this mode at least until sometime this year, around this time next year at the earliest. Right, because you can't mm-hmm. stop the flare-ups or whatever, and there's no vaccine or anything like that. So I don't see anything that's stopping. Um, so you know, you're just learning how to deal with it. That's just true. This is just all you can really do. True, that's true, it, true. Jay, yeah, what's your thoughts, man? That's it, man. I mean, you just got to learn to live with it. And I will say, man, it's boring. It's very boring. Like, um, man, like think about this: you're inside, and there's no new television. Like, I mean, if you have to be stuck inside, it would be good if there were, like, series coming out or something new. There's no new television. There won't be any because they can't make any. So it's like, and I also look at it like this, man. With my kids, I kind of feel like, I feel bad for them because I feel like their summer's being taken. Um, they, I feel like I, I really do. And I feel just, you know, because my kids, they're, like, on the swim team. And, like, they have all their friends who they play with, you know, summer. Mm. And they, they spend basically all day at the pool. And our mm. neighborhood pool is closed. Um, you know, we don't let them play with the neighborhood kids. I'm sorry. Like, you know, we see the neighborhood kids out and they don't know how to social distance. They're not wearing masks. We just had to, to say, look, the three of you can play with each other in the yard. That's it. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, we are yeah. not going to risk that. We're not. And I, I do feel bad for them. I would say, man, you two have pools. So <coughs> you probably don't realize how fortunate you are. <laughs> but well, appreciate the fact that you have a pool. I really wish I had a friend in the th- in the, in this area who had their own pool, but people in DC don't have pools. It's just not right. Yeah. Are built around pools here. Um, and yeah, I was closed, man. So that's probably the thing I miss the most, man. Not even the vacation. Just you know, I, I really love the pool myself, and, and just not being able to do that this summer is, is something I kind of feel bad. You know, really for my kids, man. But that's that. Yeah. But, but more, you know, the, the most important thing, man, is getting through all this safely. You know, not getting impatient. Um, you know, like like Cedo was saying, man, until there's a, a until there is a vaccine, which 
again, best case scenario is probably this time next year when it actually gets introduced. Now, when we'll be able to get it is a whole other story. Altogether. That's a whole other story. A that's whole other story. story. Um, yeah. that, that's going to be a, that's going to be <clears throat> ugly in terms of when that comes out and who they, how they determine who gets what. But um, yeah, man, just maintaining and just trying to make it through, man. In my, in my it's industry, in, that's it. In, in my industry, we're probably going to end up getting, because uh, I'm semi-healthcare, we'll probably end up I would assume being in the first to to have access to it. I don't know. You know what I mean? But I'd be scared. To, I Honestly, there's a portion of me that's scared to take something like that, man. I want to say it. Hey, or at least be in the first one to take it. All right. right. You don't know what this is going to do. I don't know. You really want to. I mean, think about it like this. You really want to be the first for <laughs> I don't like buying first generation electronics. No, like, I don't I, like buying first generation vaccine. anything. So uh, do I want the first generation vaccine? I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't, I'm not I don't an anti-vaxxer. I'm not one of those like conspiracy theory people, but I do believe it takes time to get formulas mixed correctly. And there are clinical trials, even once stuff gets out there, they still have to make sure it works. And I don't necessarily know if I want to be in that first batch. I'm, I'm just gonna say that. I, I I can't disagree with you. Um, but if my job was like, hey, you gotta go get that, I'm like, well, and go get it. Yeah, it's gotta get paid. No doubt. <laughs> you know what no I mean? Doubt. Yep. Hey, um, I know you had a story. You know, Cedell and I did did uh the Leo Lakeworth podcast, and I had Cedell tell a college story. Right. And I want to hear your college story. But you don't have to tell it tonight. I don't want to tell but it. I, but I but but I do want to hear a story from Jay. I want to hear one of Jay's stories, man, because you got a lot of them. There's a lot of memories in my head at college that that involve all three of us. You know what I mean? From the New York trip to whatever, you know, but but what's the story you got for us since you you didn't get to join us on the Leo Lakeworth podcast? First of all, man, one of these days we're going to get real production here and we're going to have segment music and all the other good stuff, but for now, just listen to this real quick. That's right, folks. It's story is that time. church music, man? It's story. I don't know. It's I just chose story time music in YouTube, and that. Was- <laughs> 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 All right, but let me go into let me go into the story though. So look, it was my last semester at our HBCU. Again, we're not saying where it's. I don't think that's important or whatever. Y'all still laughing at my music, man? <laughs> like funeral music. Like I, I I I queued it up. I was I didn't really know what to expect, and um, nah, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. All right, man. So look, look, you all were already gone from school at this point. See, though, you had graduated. Leo, you had moved on to the other school that you graduated from. Um, so this is my last semester there. And, you know, at that point, man, I was like hardcore doing these job, you know, interviews. Um, and, you know, when you get, you get flued out, you heard that before, you get flued out. And, um, you know, I, I got to do a lot of that stuff. So I, I, you know, I didn't have a tip, you know, during the course of a typical week, I could be in California this week and then, Arizona this week because again I was trying to do as many interviews as I could and um you know because I'm trying to again graduate with a job so I had a <laughs> in the midst of all this I had a job at a ice cream basically an ice cream parlor on the other side of town now you all know what our town was like there and again we're not going to mention what the town was um there is the black side of town where HBCU was and then there is the other part of town which is way over there that looks completely different and on that other side of town, they had this mall. It was like called Form 6 or Form 8. Y'all know what I'm talking about? It was the other mall. It was like over there. It was like this mall that like nobody ever went to, but it was incredible. I ain't never go there. You know what I'm talking about though, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. It's yeah, yeah. minute right. So long story short, I got, I don't, I think I went in, in the, the classified section, got this job at this ice cream parlor. And, um, you know, I was basically, when I was not on the road or, or doing, or, you know, doing school, I was working at this ice cream parlor because I needed money to pay rent. Um, the place was called Swenson's, and it was owned by an old man named Swenson. And um, if you all have ever worked around teenagers as an adult, let me just say, man, it is the most infuriating thing ever. Because 15, 16, 17-year-olds, they don't take anything seriously. So I would always come to this job, man. Of course, I'm the only black guy working there because this is on that other side of town. So they don't have me in front of people. I'm working in the back, making hamburgers at an ice cream parlor. <laughs> I job there. Like they were basically hiding me from the customers. I hated this job. I hated it. But I had to go there to make money. So after a while, man, my interviews were like starting to rack up and I was just skipping work because I'm like, look, this ain't that serious. 
sometimes I would call and say I'm, I'm, I'm I can't make it. Sometimes I wouldn't. Um, so I would say after me missing work for probably, you know, after me missing actual schedule shifts a few times, I showed up for work. This is like a Saturday. I remember this so vividly. So I show up, and uh, Mr. Swenson, I would just say, I'm not going to say the man was racist, but he, he definitely would be a Trump supporter. Absolutely. And um, this day, man, this guy was just riding me so hard. Like, he was getting on me, like, you know, you know, you're not, you're not making the hamburgers fast enough, making me do, like, shit jobs, like cleaning the bathroom, you know. And the teenagers, again, the white teenagers are just sitting out there, just lollygagging. They're, damn, they're dancing. They, they're like dancing. They were the Chick-fil-A they were the Chick-fil-A workers of your generation. Yeah, they're juggling ice cream cones. Like, they are just, they're juggling the cones. Like, they're just goofing off. And I'm back there working hard, <laughs> doing the, the worst jobs at the place. This old man is sitting here just riding my back. And man, I gotta tell you, I broke. I broke. So, Mrs. Swenson, I think, told me to go told me to go and clean, you know, one of the tables that somebody had messed up. Now, bear in mind, this is on the other side of town. I think I want to make that very clear. We're on the other side of town. This is not a place that black people go to. And this is also a family ice cream parlor. So let me be super clear about the type of people that are probably there. You know, kids, people with their kids or whatever. Um, so Mr. Swenson's like, look, I need you to go clean that. And I just broke. And I said, fuck this, nigga. I don't <laughs> I quit. I took the little smock off, man, and I threw it on the counter. Like, I did the whole thing. I did, like, the epic job quit. <laughs> I, I went all the way there. Man, that guy looked like he was scared to death of me. <laughs> and, bro, let me tell you, the white people who were in line waiting for the ice cream, they looked like I was OJ something. Like, I, I was getting ready to shoot the place up. And dog, I just stormed out. I just walked out. Like I, I literally walked out of the place, slammed the door. Like I did the epic job quit. I saw that. But uh <laughs> Hey man, you you didn't have the hat, did you too? I did. I did. I had a whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, the winky dinky but, dogs, man. But, but here, here is the messed up part of the job. Here's the messed up part of the job. After all that, dog, I still needed that check. <laughs> About a week later, after I basically just went full digging in this man's ice cream parlor, um, I called and I was like, "Hey, um, I need so I was like, oh yeah, come on, come on over, come on, get the check." Oh no! You know, I showed up, and you know, this whole ass nigga gave me a check for zero cents. <laughs> <laughs> he said I didn't bring their. He said I didn't bring their shirt back, which was entirely true. I didn't oh. bring the shirt back, so he took the shirt. He probably inflated the price by three thousand percent and took it out of my last check. So that is my story. <laughs> I hate that. I would have burned that place down if I could. I apologize if your children are watching this and they didn't have the trigger warning for all of the cursing. But hey, man, that's how I went down. I hate that place. I don't even know if they're still alive. I hope I hope COVID took his whole ice cream crawler out if he was still there. I hope COVID took him out. I hate that man. And I just... <laughs> so the moral of the story is get to, <laughs> you get to adult, check before you leave. <laughs> check <laughs> leave your when you leave all of the stuff there so they can't dock you. Never have a job when you're an adult around children. I'll just say that. Never work around teenagers when you're in a Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, that was too funny. Hey, man. Did you quit a, a, a chicken job before, man? Did you have like a fried chicken job? That man? was a whole. Who was that, me? <laughs> that was Pokemon. No, yeah, I had a fried <laughs> chicken job. I worked at KFC for like <laughs> two and a half hours. And 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 I worked at the KFC on our side of town at the same HBCU. Uh, so I'm over in there, and this brother walks in there. You know, I'm a college student. I'm just trying to get some extra money, man. This ain't my job. This is not what I'm trying to do. I'm not. Listen, dude. I want to come here. I want to do my time, and I want you to pay me, and then I want to leave. Man, so I'm in there trying to work the chicken fryer, and this dude's like, well, hey, man, what you want to do? You want to get here on the chicken here, and then you want to put the burner, then you want to put the burner on here, then you want to put this on here, put that down, put that down, and then, hey, boy, you paying attention? 
Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> Yeah, see? <laughs> I said, uh, hey, man, this is something. So, I, you know, I'm like, man, I, I, it was like 100 steps to figuring out how to get the fryer to work. And then I was like, okay, I'm not going to get that right now. Let me move on to something else. Maybe I should just put, you know, the, the chicken in the box and give it to the people. And then that dude said, you know, I need you to give them, I don't know, it was a four piece or something like that. And yeah. I messed around and I mean, the thigh and the breast looked the same to me. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. I picked up the wrong piece. And man, I mean, like, I, you thought it was his restaurant, right? What was he, just a manager? No, he was just a worker. Oh, no. And as a matter of fact, they're going to put me on fries. Yeah, he was just a worker. And he was talking about how he came from his other job. And I was like, you know what? But that was a pivotal moment in my life, though. Because as soon as I quit, because I was like there for two and a half hours, I went home and studied. <laughs> You're never gonna. Uh, hey, I, I don't remember like, when you got back. Hey, did they? Hey, did they give you like a used hat or a used shirt or something like it that? It was a used shirt, man. It had a big grease stain on it. <laughs> <Your clean shirt. laughs> He made 35 cents more than you, and he thought he was just... <laughs> I was like, man. The, the, see, those types of jobs, they shape you. You know what that's I mean? Because I'm like, dude, I'm never going to there again. Yeah, that's character. Yeah. That, 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 that is very much character building, man. It is like you you go into a job like that, and, all you, and, and the fact is this, man, is that we all are regardless of our education man you see people that make slip-ups in life and end up doing that you know so we can't we can't like downplay the significance of that job or anything like that and we're not um but but it's but it's scary because we don't want to end up like that again you know i got a mortgage man i can't i can't do that I would sell dope before I did it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, I hope so, man. That is a <laughs> I, I hope you not. Such <laughs> you know what? But the funny thing is, is you know, that sounds like a joke or whatever, but even if that was like, hey, here's your only option is to go do that, I don't know how to do it. Yeah, no, I, I don't, don't know what to do. I'm like, I um... I wouldn't even know what yeah, I listen. To, I get confused on some of this rap music to be talking about flipping keys and whatnot. I'm like, what are you doing? I think I could listen to enough Master P, uh, Pusha T <laughs> to figure to it figure out. out the basics of, of the. I don't think it's that difficult. I'm just gonna go ahead. And say that. <laughs> Occupational hazards aside, I don't think the actual job itself is that hard. I, I think occupational I hazard. <laughs> but I never, yeah. But I never want to be in that situation. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey man, listen, we're we're coming up on an hour. It, yeah, yeah. It has uh, oh, uh this is a great first episode, <laughs> man. We covered a lot of Second topics. episode, bro. Second, second. <clears throat> Sorry, second. Well, it's the first so, with all three of us, though. It's the, the first, first with all three, with all three of us. Uh it's a virgin we, episode. We talked about uh John Lewis, um, Herman Cain, uh whoo, Trump and what he's doing, man. And, uh, and the <laughs> <laughs> somebody has to take one for the team, and, and re- somebody's got to try that and just validate what it was worth one hundred fifty thousand dollars. It ain't gonna be your boy, but yeah, it ain't your boy. And, and and just because I'm the resident, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the old person, I'm not volunteering hey, for that. You know, you know what though? Uber eats, homeboy. That's what I was gonna say, man. You could do it. You could literally you take could do it. The team. You could you do, do it. Take one for the team, man. Exactly. Get, you could do DoorDash. Tell the wifey, listen, this dude got fined $150,000 to go get some wings. I'm going to DoorDash some chicken wings from this okay. spot just so we can yeah, see how, how good it, it is. You know what I mean? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. DoorDash. See, that dude was fined $150,000. Now, I don't have $150,000, so I don't know what my fine would be for this household. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm not going to try to live with my mama 
just because y'all want to you know what that is. Chicken wings. Chicken wings. Magic City Chicken Wings. Magic City Chicken Wings. <laughs> I'm going to get a call from c Hey, Leo, can I come and stay at your crib home, boy? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need to stay there just a couple oh. days till I get back on my feet and everything, oh, you know. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, listen, right. it's been good, man. Um, we, will, we will come up with some more topics for the next episode of Boys in the Burbs. Jay, Thank you, Sidel. Thank you. I will say this. We will talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. And uh, yo, peace out, man. Hey, take it easy.